I am unashamed. What about you? Well, I got some exciting news, I believe. You remember a few months ago, we I appealed to those on social media, Unashamed Nation, on whether I was going to do this metal detecting show. So, I can announce that we're fixing to film a pilot version of that. <laughs> of course, you know how Hollywood works. That may take another couple months, but... I just didn't want you to think that the voices were not being heard. So it's yeah, happening. It, uh, it was overwhelming, you know, do it from our audience. They, they liked the idea. Yeah. Which to me, if the audience would have said, <laughs> would, you know, <laughs> <I> just <laughs> not something else. <laughs> so that's coming around the bend. Uh, the other thing yeah. that I, I wanted to, any ideas on a working title for it? Y'all talked about that. I need, we need a title. Why don't we do that? Let's yeah, come up let's with say, a name. Can we appeal? Yeah, I mean, let's appeal. We have three main characters, which will be me, Jep, yep. who's like Describe my. Say that again. Huh? Describe the show so they'll kind of maybe help come up with something catchy. Well, Al, the reason we're doing a pilot is I don't think we really know. But we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna metal detect. I mean, there's a history aspect of that because that's kind of what you're doing is turning the ground upside down from about a foot deep and and going back into history. But you're also, I mean, there's a lot of spiritual themes. I mean, my whole motivation for doing this is because there's a lot of references in the Bible about discovering treasure. And, you know, the lost coin in Luke 15, it causes joy. The guy who finds the treasure in the field, I love this story, and then he hides it again, sells everything he has, and buys the field. You say, why would a man do that? Because he wants to treasure hunt the rest of his life. Why would that be in there, Al? (laughs) Well, because also to to keep it, he needed to own the land, too. So that, that was probably part of it, too. I mean, what's crazy is the three guys who are going to do this, we have Murray, who goes back. I think, Phil, you shared Jesus with him and uh, and, and brought him to the Lord. He's a good, good brother. He knows about history. He, he kind of gives the show credibility because he knows what we find and where we should go, and he knows where a road was in 1850 that we're going to go, and this was a port, and... He just has all that in his head. He doesn't look it up. And whatever we find, he's like, yeah, that's a hinge off of a 1934 or something. That, I mean, he just is a plethora of, of something not- to the effect beyond the veil. It has a veil over it, dirt, rocks. But you're digging in the dirt to un- unveil. The past, mm-hmm. unveiling the past, finding the past. I mean, I thought about relic hunters. I like something to do with the dirt, though. Dirt. I mean, you don't want to say dirt busters. I, I'm sure the people will come up with something better than I can, but we do need a working title. That that would be awesome. The other thing I, I was going to... title should be land looters. <laughs> yeah, after I discovered that. Some people don't like people digging in the dirt, finding history. 
I wonder why they would have a problem with that. They say you're land looters. They're saying you're you're it needs to be just sit there and rot. They don't want to know what was under there. Yeah. Maybe that's the same kind of people that would tear down statues and not not want to, you know, acknowledge history in any form or way. That way you can just kind of do whatever you want to. You mean they used to teach us in school, I think it was the Lukey days that used to say if you don't learn history, you're doomed to repeat it. And well, I right. think there's a lot of truth. I mean, we're finding this stuff. A lot of stuff is valuable. And I think people don't like that. Like, Jelp kind of represents that. I mean, Murray is the history guy. I'm the hunter, the experience. I just like the experience of something that was lost and and finding something. So it's kind of almost a spiritual side to it. And I just like looking at land and and going back in time and putting myself in that situation and then seeing what's under the ground. Jep's kind of the, he's like, Hey, can we make a buck on this? I mean, <laughs> so, well, you might've dreamed up lost and something along the line of lost and found, you know, it, it's, that's pretty good. It's not bad at all. You know, I, was, I was remembering when we were talking about our show and, it was a lot like this. It was people just kind of kicking around ideas and trying to kind of figure it out. And you and Willie mostly, but I remember Willie came up with the one that we all loved. And it was, he, you remember what it was? Bayou big time was, was what he wanted our show to be called, which I thought was really. (laughs) Seemed a lot better then. (laughs) (laughs) Then of course, A&E came up with duck. None of us said duck dynasty. And you know, no, which, be, which work, we thought it sounded like a food restaurant. So right. like a Chinese I restaurant mean, or something. Well, just any kind of re- like where you go eat ducks. <laughs> I did. I didn't, yeah, I, 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 I didn't like it, but you know, it is what it we is. We were with the title, you know, but yeah. you know, that's so probably the same things going to happen with y'all. You're going to come up with something. We're going to come up with something really cool. And then some, wherever you land the show is going to say, Oh no, we're going to call it you know, land looters. But I would like, you know, at this stage of my life, whatever I do, I try to use it as a way to point people to Jesus. And that's why I made those spiritual references. It is good, clean fun. uh, Contrary to, you know, people who doesn't necessarily like it. I think there's a fringe group of metal detectors who don't, who are not ethical, but that's anything in life. You know, people who poach into federal grounds and are trying to find, you know, relics that, they're breaking the law by doing it or trespassing. I mean, we're obviously against all that. And some people, you know, they're just scared of the idea when they see people that look like me with a shovel in his hand coming into their yard, starting to dig. They're like, no. I mean, it just scares them, the idea. I mean, I think I told the story that there was a woman who lived on this a state that had an old church building. I think the sign said 1830 or 1840 It was probably an hour and a half away from here. So a guy who had a, a sister that lived in that town, he went over there and, and used the duck commander card. You know, I got a couple guys who come over here and they want to metal detect. And so she wanted to meet us. So it was great. So we go over there and about 20 minutes into it, we're out there metal detecting in this yard right beside the church building. 
the guy comes out there and says, y'all, we, we got to go. I said, what happened? So she says it's she doesn't recognize y'all because it's been a few years since the show was on. And I was like, well, let's go talk to her. And he's like, no, the decision has been made. She said, that's not Jace and that's not Jeff. So <laughs> she just saw two old rough looking guys in the yard and she thought we were imposters. And so we got run off. So that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes your identity is your worst enemy. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, I had gray gray in my beard. She's like, Jace doesn't have gray in his beard. He's like, the show. Of course, I said, How old is she? And he said, She's 90. I said, Oh, not that, you know, that means anything. She may not, but she may not be seeing quite as good as she used to. You know, that's I, it. I just hit me. You know, you're probably, this whole thing with you and this hunting, treasure hunting, it probably goes back to our childhood. I just remember, you know, dad used to, yeah. when, when we went up the road and used to hunt, cause they had all those, uh, arrowheads and Indian stuff oh, because right. that was right. It was that big bluff right there. You remember that dad and granny and Paul were up there and we were looking and finding arrowheads and pottery and all, all kinds right. of stuff. Bones. So oh, we used yeah. to go to the trash pile and get bottles and, you know, I mean, that was, I saw Willie, I think we were probably eight and 10. That was the first time he ever uh, drank alcohol, to my knowledge. He had found a whiskey bottle. It was just a cool <laughs> bottle, and we thought it was over. There was just a little bit in there, and uh, he he tried it, you know. Of course, he spit it out <laughs> real quick. I'm not sure that it was not backwater, because it had been like <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that you drink from that. <laughs> Obviously, but when you're eight and ten and you're being adventurous, yeah. you know. I always wondered what y'all were doing. You about eight, nine years old. Willie said, "Hey, I gotta know." Uh, the other thing I was going to bring up, my wife, she said she when when I saw her last, she was in Austin. We, she said, "There's a new show out about Jesus. Have you seen it?" I don't. I didn't know if y'all had heard about this, uh, the Chosen. Have you heard about this? A lot of our listeners have sent me emails about this, how good it is. A lot of people I, that listen to understand. Yeah, I watched the first episode, loved it. So, and what they did, I, I, I know there's probably some religious people who are like, oh, here we go. Because they basically took the stories of the New Testament that are wrapped around Jesus and they. It, it, they made them seem real. And so they took a few liberties about just how it was put together. But it it's it's way more realistic to me. Just I've only watched one episode, so I don't know. You know, I hope this don't go off a cliff somewhere, but it it was um, it was moving. I mean it's not like it's it's uh built for just entertainment like it's a really good, powerful way to kind of get into the personal human side of the people who follow Jesus and how they came to these encounters with Jesus. I in the, loved it. Is it set in the first century? Or is it like a modernized version? Oh, no, it's set in the first century. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It, right. it, it's, but what I like about it is she said the model, what, what was more interesting to me, is that it's not really available on TV to watch. You have to download an app 
And if you like it, you can contribute to them making more shows. Yeah. And so one of the database uh, entities on, on the internet to where they rate TV shows or whatever, I think it's called IMDB or, and you can go there like, we'll go, we'll use that. Like if a movie's rated R, I'll go look it up. It has a parental guide and they give an overall number of what people think about the show. Well, I, when I looked it up, it was 9.7 out of 10. I've never seen anything that high. And I was like, how is this so? And, and what Missy said, well, it, it's because the only people who would watch this are people who are interested in Jesus because they have to go download the app. And I, I think it's free. I'm not 100% sure of that, but I think it is. So I just want to know what y'all thought about that. So has Missy watched the whole thing? Because it's, like, it's like, well, I'll tell you this. She's watched eight episodes, I believe. And when we watched it, I mean, this is a couple nights ago. It was the fourth time she had seen the first episode. I mean, she loves it. And well, you have uh, some little credence to what Luke, uh, I mean, what John recorded. Jesus did many other things as well. Last statement in the book of John. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. It's a pretty interesting yeah. statement. Well, it in is. In other words, and what you're saying is one little glimpse 2,000 years later of Jesus, it, he's just, he's hard to get around. Oh, I know. And well, what I like about it is all the big stuff is completely accurate. And they, they put up a little note before you watch it. It was kind of long, but the gist of it was, you know, this is, this is in the Bible, and we've we've made it into a a, a show, and it's accurate. It's an accurate depiction of who Jesus is. I'm not quoting, but it it says that. But then the last sentence, I love it, and it's like we recommend you read the Gospels <laughs> because they're like read it and then watch it, and you'll you'll enjoy. So. I thought it was fantastic. So I hope it takes off. I mean, I wanted to bring it up and see if y'all had heard of it. But I love when somebody has an idea to to make who Jesus is a reality in people's lives. And it's not cheesy. It's well done. The acting is great. The way it's put together is it's not like you don't know what's fixing to happen. Usually on, on a typical religious movie or a jesus movie you know how how this thing works out but this is it's just an interesting way to view it i, I loved it yeah i haven't gone back the two thousand years to watch shows but because computer free but uh yeah I, I i'm at the point where you're i'm watching matt Dillon and chester yeah, well, wow. this is way better because this is about yeah. Jesus. But you're going to look. I know I lost you when I said you have to download the app. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, I just picked up the TV shows made in the '50s and '60s. Matt Dillon, Chester. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, this is zero, and they've got a warning, uh, <laughs> warning uh, depiction something uh, not 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 applicable today. 
when you're watching whatever you're watching, Matt Dillon, you say this depiction is not 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 applicable. It's well, this I think the opening credit was like it said four BC is where it started. Yeah, and uh, and they said this depiction is accurate. Yeah, so I, I highly re- get get somebody to download the app because I had to get somebody to do it for me. I talked to old Dan about that. Let's take a break. So, Dad, it's safe to say that there's always been good around and there's always been evil. Is that is that a fair statement to say? From start to finish, from the first human beings to the last ones, good and evil. So, I agree. And, and you know, we talk on this uh, podcast a lot about the Internet and we see the good things. I mean, we're able to do, you know, what we're doing today. We're able to do Unashamed. I'm able to do it remotely because now you can zoom in and record these high quality productions. So and yet there's always evil that's going to be there as well, which we talk about quite a bit. One of the things that happens is cybercrime. It's up 75 percent since the pandemic and it makes sense because a lot more people are online so it's going to bring out good but it's also going to bring out evil uh, and people find new ways to do evil so basically thieves can come in and steal your title because it's stored somewhere in a digital place forge their name on it and steal your money so uh, you want to make sure that's not happening to you if you if you want to check these guys out there's a company called home title lock you go to hometitlelock.com Register your address. Make sure you're not a victim. They're going to give you 33 days of protection. And that's HomeTitleLock.com. Use the code RADIO to get the 33 days and find out if you still own your home. So your dad brought up an interesting point, though. A, what, a thing that's happened, a big thing now, and I, I've been following it. It's like lately it's the Muppets. You know, the Muppets. You know, there's the guy with the, you know, with, with the puppets, you know, this, I never this watched success. that. It's been around for 40, 50 years. You know I mean? They've te- I've never you know, seen all it. These I've heard, is this the yeah. big bird and all that? Uh, yeah, that's Sesame street, but yeah, it's the same type of stuff, but now, so what, so the big common thing now in this cancel culture is they're going back or all these old Disney movies that were out years when we were kids or even, even before we were born, Jay's, because some of those old Disney movies have been around a long time. And they're doing just what Dad just said. They have these labels on them now. You know, this doesn't depict, this isn't fair to this race of people, and this doesn't depict this in the proper way. So they're kind of taking the the 2021 cancel culture mindset and going back now to everything that's ever been made for the last 70 years of television and then basically saying, you know, this may trigger you. This this is not really the way we should be doing this. And, you know, and, and, and some of them, they're just flat out, you know, taking them out of places. You can't download it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just a crazy. Well, to me, time. that's what makes Jesus so appealing because you can't go back and fix things. You know, right. mistakes in your life, you just think you can't make them right can't undo them you just can't undo them and so you know here comes jesus along and he's like on an individual basis which becomes collective he gives a a point of reference for you to start over and do things the right way all wrapped in love and peace and and joy and and these great qualities i mean to me 
that should we should try to use this vein of people trying to do this and find a way to introduce Jesus. Yeah, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. He, only, only Jesus can undo what's been done, what we have done. He, can, he undoes it. He becomes sin for us, and yeah. it's all put on him. I like that. It's it's one of the wildest. No, it is is. the wildest story I've ever read, Jace. I like that one in Colossians 1 and verse 22 where he said, he has reconciled you by Christ's body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and this little phrase and free from accusation. Yeah. Because you think about it, you brought up this cancel culture. It's all about these accusations. That may be true in the past, but there's nothing we can do about it right now. So you can spend your life trying to correct the past in editing movies and changing names, and or you can come up with a better way to change the heart for the future. Because yep. most of the things that this that mindset is doing – I'm for what what the problem was. I mean, I mean, I'm for correcting the problem. I mean, yeah, we all need to look at each other as as human beings. Of course, has that happened in the past? Obviously not. There's prejudices and racism and abuse, and but I find that the way to victory and the and the way to success on a daily basis in Jesus is that we're all made in the image of God. Nobody had a choice in in being here. We were given life, and we should love everybody. Well, you think about the solutions that people come up with. They rose up and fought against that, which is in our history also, to get to a place where we are now that we're all men are created equal and are, are free. I mean... Yes, it was horrible, but yes, men and women rose up and took on evil. So you're like, well, what do we do now? Well, I have something even better than that, because in Jesus, we're all colorblind and we're all fault blind because all our our sins and flaws have been washed away and nailed on a cross. And notice that Galatians 3 slave are free yeah members of one body male female slave free well i think in when this was written though it was more of a you know they use that as a social status i mean even like kind of we do with blue collar white collar which i'm sure they'll change that because you have a color mm-hmm. you know to to which collar you're wearing but i mean there were and back in this day, Al, I mean, how many levels of servants and slaves were there? It was out the roof. You had a, a whole system of basically indentured servitude where you basically said, I'm going to work for you or give you everything I got for seven years. And I mean, it's more of like a business arrangement we'd see today. You sign a contract. But back in those days, they would call it, you know, becoming a slave. But it's but the yeah. actually indentured servitude is a better way probably a better way to talk about it. it's very well, what, different 
Yeah, what happened well, in America was worse because it wasn't as much as a business arrangement as it was you're a certain color, therefore yeah. you're not allowed to be free. I mean, well, that I don't even know. Slavery's not a strong enough word for whatever that that is. That's well, that's just evil. These people were captured on another continent and loaded into ships and the most miserable imagine ever to get over here, dying along the way, disease. I mean, everything was done was terrible. Let's take another break. So Jace, the other day when you were talking about your plane misadventures, I meant to ask you, do you, uh, do you listen to like music on the, on the plane? Is that, is that one of the things you do to calm your nerves? I do. I listen, especially when the world is getting anxious and nervous and causing frustration. I go to a faraway place known as worship music to the Lord. It's soothing now. It is, and it, and it keeps your mindset in the right thing. Well, one thing you're probably going to need is some wireless earbuds. And one of our new sponsors is a company called Raycon. And I, I don't know if you can see them that well, but these are how small they are and uh, fit right here into your ears, which, you know, are very easy to do. And I'd like to try those, Al. Yeah. All right. I'm, the only I'm problem I have is I get so swept up in it because you're inside your head. The next thing you know, you're singing at the top of your lungs and you're looking <laughs> and everyone is just, they have a blank stare. <laughs> well, that would be something we have to watch out for. So basically, these these uh, Raycons, they're built uh, water-resistant, sweat-resistant. Uh, they Bluetooth pair to your phone easily. You get six hours worth. So if you're listening to Unashamed Podcast, you're going to be able to listen to six of those. So uh, Raycon is offering 15% off uh, all their products for our listeners. So you go to buyraycon.com slash unashamed, and you're going to get 15% off your order um by raycon.com slash unashamed and check these guys out and start singing on the plane we were talking about um the chosen have y'all ever seen the movie paul apostle of christ i have not you, seen remember it. that one i haven't jim seen it. You know, jim caviezel who played jesus in the passion he plays Luke, I think it's Luke, in this movie. And there's another guy that plays Paul. And you were talking about how that when you go back and you base this on the on the biblical story, and it was a really interesting movie because basically Luke, or maybe it was John, I, I, he played, he was one you know one of the apostles, and he's interviewing Paul at the end of his life, you know, basically to write some of the stuff that's written in the Bible. And it was, you know, so it's kind of like you were talking about based on a true story, but it was really fascinating to me because it put me in the in the mindset of what Paul must have gone through in terms of guilt from everything he had done. So they were doing these flashback scenes, you know, when he was Saul and he was dragging these people out and separating families. And it was it was really, really powerful. It's You should definitely check it out. It's Paul Apostle of Christ. It's very well done. I mean, Caviezel is a great actor and this other guy is, too. So it's very yeah. well done, but I recommend that. I will. Well, I just thought when Phil was saying that, that, you know, there's a, even today to a lesser degree, there's a, just because something's legal, you know, or somebody writes a law doesn't mean it's right. That's right. I mean, 
and that's it's tough for us as you know we're Christians first, and you know Americans second, I guess. And so it is difficult, and it makes us mad when when we we know something is is wrong. But I could make the same argument, you know, about abortion, you know, making that legal. I mean, to me, because that's just wrong. I mean, I'm never going to say, oh, because you made that legal, I feel like that's right. Now, I'm not going to go, you know, do something evil myself in protest of it. You know, evil does not beget an evil response, but I am with all passion and and freedom of speech going to try to dissuade that from happening, even though it's legal in this country. So I don't know who dreamed that up, but he, are they nuts? So... We didn't pay any attention to it. I mean, that is to have to live through that is is just incredible to even contemplate. We were born you know? into it, yeah, and it was it was on the doors when we were babies. So when we're boys and we're looking at it, we said, "Well, what's that all about?" We didn't get it. You see what I'm saying? So we just said, well, "Take a leak where you want to." You know, you know who would who would care where you took a leak? I mean. It was yeah. nuts, yeah. even to us as it's, 10, 12-year-old boys. Yeah, in, in my generation, Jason's generation, we can't even imagine living in a setting like that, a culture like yeah. that. You know? No, I mean, you know, just, you would meet racist people along the way, especially in, in school and, and see those tendencies, but you still have to make a decision in life that, you know, and I tell my kids the same thing, you, you can't, in an effort to gain friends and to be, be friendly, you, you, can't, uh, you can't throw away your character. I mean, there comes a time in all relationships when you meet strangers or have classmates or work, people you work with, you have to draw a line on some things. I, I'm not going to take my character and chunk it away to be your friend. Yeah, it, it's not going to happen. See, see, see what what helped us is that we were very poor, and so were the blacks. If I had been a rich kid with black guys, I might have had a different view of it. But being as poor as they were, they're poor, we're poor. It sort of there was a bond that formed out of that, Al, between yeah. myself. And my black brothers, you know, the Randalls, they live right next to us, you know. But we all played together, yeah. crawfish, you know, and fish together and all that. But we never, there wasn't a racist bone in, in any of our bodies. None. Not once. And that's the current yeah. theory. It's called critical race theory. That's the idea behind it. You know, our guys that did the podcast with us, the Just Thinking guys, the two black brothers that, that um, were on our podcast, uh, they have a podcast called Just Thinking, and they just just did one on, on critical race theory, which I can't wait to listen to it. Although I did see, you know how long their podcast was? You think we're having a rough deal here, boys. Three and a half hours. Woo, that podcast. Just, well, you know why it's three and a half hours? Because they were just thinking. <laughs> I can't see it. They were just thinking and just explaining as well. Those are, those are two sharp guys. Uh, let's take another break. So to the point of this, to kind of get us back to, you know, Paul and Acts, you know, in last time we mentioned, we talked about Galatians. 
And, you know, when he was in what we didn't say last time, Jace, the setting there in the Galatian church, the different gospel they were turning to was these Jewish Christians, you know, because they were first, right? We hadn't had any Gentiles yet. We get to that in the next chapter. But so they were trying to force the Gentile brothers that were coming to Christ to be circumcised as well as to be, you know, to obey Christ and to be baptized. So it was. Well, really, Al, the prejudice between Jew and Gentile, how would you rate that degree of prejudice? Oh, I mean, thousands of years, thousands of years. The Apostle Paul basically covers it. We'll go through Ephesians 2 in a minute, 11 and following, about God bringing through the gospel Jew and Gentile. But when you get to chapter 3, and reading this, you'll be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, God becoming flesh, Jesus dying on a cross, being buried and raised from it, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace, going down the road of, in Damascus that we read about in, in the book of Acts. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. I, I'm less than the least of all God's people. This grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make known, make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. And he goes on to say his intent was now through the church that he was destroying, you talk about on the wrong side, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers, authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom, whether you're Jew or Gentile, confidence. I ask you, therefore, don't be discouraged because of my sufferings uh, uh, for you, which is, are your glory. He, he got the message, the memo, when Jesus struck him down, he had no idea all this racism, bringing it all coming together, the human race, Jew or Gentile into one body, and we finally love one another. It all has been done for us. It's sitting there in front of us, and we still got the cancel culture crowd that are unforgiving toward their brothers. It's all been fixed, and Jesus is the one who did it. Well, I mean, he said go into the whole world, preach the gospel to all nations. Yep. And... We're not very far in the book of Acts. You know, in chapter 2, it said that they had gathered for the day of Pentecost. It said every nation under heaven. And when you get to Acts 8, you have Philip and the Ethiopian, which is, you know, I think that was in early times with Sudan in that region. And then right on the right before Saul is introduced as being the chosen instrument to all Gentiles. 
I mean, you just look at this, what the way God's plan was. It was to bring all nations, no matter what color, where your history, what you're from, or even what what sins you've committed oh. under one head to a place of love, forgiveness, and hope and be a part of God's forever family. Yeah. I mean, to me, you want an answer to all these problems and even all this and what you keep calling the cancel Oh, he culture. obliterated the cancel culture. Yeah. Remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the church, by the, by the hands of men. Remember, you got two groups. Remember that at that time, you Gentiles were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope, without God in the world. The Gentiles were in a bind. But now, here comes Jesus in Christ, Jesus, and the good news, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. He himself is our peace, Jew or Gentile. He's made the two, Jew, or Gen Jew and Gentile, one. He's destroyed the barrier, the law, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was, and the book of Acts outlines it perfectly, this is the former Saul of Tarsus talking here who was going around killing Christians. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, Jew and Gentile becoming one thus making peace between them and in this one body, the church, to reconcile both of them, Jew and Gentile, to God through the cross by which he's put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, Gentiles, and peace to those who were near, Jew. For through him, we both, Jew and Gentile, have access to the Father by one spirit. Therefore, you're no longer foreigners and aliens. What a story, if you just look oh, at I it. I love it. Well, then it said. Great story. Too, it said, we're no longer foreigners or aliens, but fellow citizens, citizens. with God's people and members of God's Jew house. and Gentile, brother, black, white, yellow, all of us coming together on the one head. It's right there in front of everybody. So we look with our current struggle in America and we sadly shake our head. They're looking everywhere but to Jesus Christ, Al. And there is the problem. But you know what it goes on to say? In him, the whole building is joined together. But he's not talking about a structure. He's talking about people. Us. All people. Joined together and rises to become a holy temple to the Lord. Yep. You know, <clears throat> that's one of the things that I love to do. That's one of the reasons why I've traveled. I've been to Africa several times. When you go somewhere else where the culture is completely different, I mean completely different, and they don't have anything like we have here in some of these places I've been, but you run into a brother and a sister in Christ, there is an yeah. instant bond. It doesn't matter the skin color. It doesn't matter the socioeconomic right. difference. It is a bond. And when I hear them singing, and praise to God in a different way than we sing, you know, when, when we worship. I mean, it's just inspiring. I mean, to, to yep. me, that's what you 
get out a little bit and get out of your comfort zone, if people could see that, they would have a more link with you, this idea of what, of what we're talking about. Let's take uh, one last break. A new world order has been established ever since Jesus appeared. It was a mystery then, and unfortunately, Al, it is a mystery to this day until people find Jesus Christ, who he is, what he's done, what he's now doing, what he will do. It is the fix to our problems, America's or any other country on the earth. I'm saying that these other ideas that come up, they're racist in themselves, white fragility, critical race theory, all this stuff that's oh, yeah. going around. It's just racism itself. And it just keeps itself going because that's the devil. That's what he does. What's interesting about this is, is that Jesus revealed in the first century, and now, of course, Paul is carrying that on as well as Peter, that God has always loved everybody. I mean, he yep. made every person in, in his image. And so the, oh, what yeah. the Jews misunderstood, because back when he, you know, he brought them out of Egypt, they thought he didn't love Gentiles because he told them to stay away from these people they were about to inhabit this land with because he didn't want them following after all these false gods and all this stuff. But they misunderstood that he didn't love every single one of them. That's why you'll see these individuals throughout the Old Testament that will convert to Judaism, but they were already faithful to God. You know, I mean, you think about when Jericho goes down and there's Rahab and she's a prostitute and she's a part of this other culture, but she trusted in God. And so she told the spies, she was like, I want to follow your God. He's the God. And then she winds up saving them and, of course, winning the whole battle. But there's just stories Ended like that. Ended up all in, the hall, in the hall of faith, Al. <laughs> Jesus's physical lineage. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, even even other. the story about Philip and the Ethiopian, that the foundation of that we mentioned earlier was built on Jesus at a well with a Samaritan woman. I mean, a Samaritan right. uh, was it a Samaritan? Yeah, Samaritan. Yep, Samaritan yeah. woman. And yeah. they didn't Jews didn't associate with them. I mean, right. that whole thing that that spanned a lot of years was. The reason that that happened was that Jesus, when you just watch him, how he operated, one thing stands out more than anything. He loved everybody. And he was friends with everybody, but we know he didn't compromise his character because, you know, when Peter quoted his death on a cross that redeems us, it said, in him was no sin. And that's what I, you know, think our young people need to get in their head about trying to compromise their character in order to gain friendships. It's the exact opposite of what Jesus did. He was friends with people. He loved them. He tried to tear down the walls of hostility that, that, yep. but, but in that he never went around with these rough people, you know, tax collectors and sinners and exchanged his character in the moment. He didn't do it, which to me, that is the ultimate in how to go around and destroy all the barriers that keep us apart. Well, by the way, that's Jesus experienced it as well. You know, he was from Nazareth is where he grew up. He remember several times it was the uh, Pharisees would say, well, what good thing can come out of Nazareth? Cause you know, you had to go through Samaria to get to Nazareth. So yeah. they were all part of that, upper, you know, originally the 10 tribes. And so those, those purists in Jerusalem, I mean, that's why there was no, they were thinking he's not the Messiah. There's no way. What they didn't know was, is he was born in Bethlehem. 
you know, just outside Jerusalem. They didn't know that though, because he yeah. grew up in Nazareth. And so just, again, it's ignorance and it's, and that's what, that's what feeds racism. You, all of a sudden you start saying with well, this region of the world, we, and we have to watch it because yeah. sometimes you say, ah, oh, yeah, the inner cities, I mean, there's nothing good there. No, there's people that desperately need Jesus that are there. I mean, you know, the evil one is just reigning in some of these places, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you remember, was it Nathaniel when he said, oh, he's the one? Oh, where's he from? Nazareth? He said, ain't nothing good coming out of there. <laughs> I mean, how would you like to be the guy who told the Son of God that you get yeah. he gets stereotyped and said, oh, you're from the wrong part of town? Yep. No good. <laughs> But that's what that's what we do, you know. That's that's right. And even in the religious world, Al, it burns me up when I mean, there's been people that we've brought to the Lord, and then later they get off into some kind of idea that there's just some small sect that are going to be the only ones to make it. And I've had people, and I know you have too, come back to me later and say, "You're not going to make it." Yeah. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because you, you're not with us. And it's that same kind of idea that God shows favoritism. When you have direct passages, and James says, God does not show favoritism. And you have in Hebrews 6, he can't change his nature. He is love. And like it or not, even though it doesn't make sense to us, because of all the corrupt things human beings do, God loves everybody. Yep. It's just hard to fathom that a being who can be creator, but also can have the capacity that won't change to where he loves you, despite you being the worst of the worst, that love is offered. And it's just something humans have a much more difficult time doing. We just can't function. We we just can't function like that. I'm a sorry saw, uh, low down. I'm a sorry low down heathen, and so is everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, which is which is what Paul said consistently. I saw a tweet the other day, and it had a it had two pictures on it, and it was a picture of a guy that I guess would be a Middle Eastern man, you know, from Israel today. And then there, right next to it was if if you're taking him and kind of put him back a couple of thousand years with the same features. And it, you know, was what basically they were saying, this is what Jesus looked like. But what was interesting was that, which I found it fascinating. I have to find that picture and send it to the guys. Maybe they can put it in the podcast, but the, the person who tweeted it, the tweet I saw, he said, I bet all you people in Jesus land are going to be upset when you see what your Jesus really looked like <laughs> as if, as if we're all so stupid that we think, oh, he, you know, he had to be this picture that you've seen through the <laughs> Middle Ages or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. I was thinking, this is so snarky, you know, but but like we realize Jesus was a person of color along with all the apostles and everybody well, else. Right. That, what from, I, yeah. Well, what we, I find, fa- with- yeah, what I find fascinating <laughs> is that I've seen it on both sides. People that, these groups that you've been talking about with whatever it is, the council culture, whatever, what's fascinating to me is they'll come up with these platforms and ideas and movements and in an indirect way, promote hate because you don't agree with how they're responding. And then I've seen religious people promote hate and and justify it in what they're reading in the Bible. I'm looking at both sides and like, you're both still full of hate. I mean, where's, well, I've got an idea. where's the love? 
I've got an idea, Dad. I think you need to write a book, and you need to base it on Colossians 2, 13 and 14. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations. I think you should write a book and call it Uncanceled. What do you think? Got it on the way. We got it on the way. <laughs> Help is coming, Al. Help is on the and way. You know, you know, we've been working on that book project for a pretty good while now, and the cancel culture is growing bigger and bigger, which shows you that God was in charge of that whole concept. Because, look, we've all been canceled at the cross. I mean, we don't have to worry about it. That's the whole point. Yep. Yeah. So I like it. I think we should infuse that into our into our culture. Well, we never really got back to Acts 9, but it's pretty good, a pretty good discussion uh, in terms of why Paul, I think why the Almighty chose him specifically to be the vessel, because no one yeah. would understand you prejudice more than Paul. That's yeah, it. and I think that was the point. I mean, you're kind of looking at the big picture that God was bringing all nations together through flawed men. I mean, Saul had a lot of flaws. So next time we get back into it we're going to even flesh this out more because peter's going to come back into the story uh of, uh, in acts it's kind of last time we'll read much about him but he actually is the one that's going to preach the first time to these gentiles in mass and we're going to see quite a big change so it's going to be interesting so we'll, we'll hit that next time on unashamed thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast help us out by rating us on itunes and don't miss an episode by subscribing on youtube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.